New jingle, new voices. Welcome to this special guest season of Retrain Your Brain with me, chartered psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang. In this season, I am privileged to speak to so many well-being guest experts to learn all about their field and to give you loads of practical tips and tools to live your best life. Tonight, we're going to be looking at entrepreneurship, some of the areas we need to watch out for for new business, as well as discussing social enterprise. And it's my absolute pleasure to welcome my first guest for whom this will be, I hope, the first of many appearances on this show because she has so much to offer. It's Alessandra Bester, founder of the functional food company and No No Coco, who produces an exceptionally special brand of chocolates. Welcome to the lounge, Alessandra. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure. It's my pleasure to learn so much about your company because your company is very unusual. Now, I've bought things from you. Tell me a little bit more about functional foods, No No Coco, and how you got started. Well, I always tell people that I'm in the business of happiness. I make people happy on both ends of my work. I make the people who eat my chocolate happy because the chocolates are fully inclusive, uh, meaning they're free from top 14 allergen, gluten, dairy, free vegan. Uh, they have no artificial ingredients and they are suitable for people on elimination diet, someone like your dad, which you know. And on the other hand, I give work to people who are otherwise excluded from employment. I am surrounded by very happy people <laughs> most of the time. That's a beautiful philosophy to have. And No No Coco has a very special history, doesn't it? It, yeah. it was created because of your son. Would you mind telling us a little bit more? I never really set myself to, to be an entrepreneur and run a company. I'm a single mom of severely disabled a son who, is, who has a lot of different complex issues and multiply diagnosis. And to fit business around that, I never dreamed of doing so. But it's just so happened that organically, it kind of evolved as a lifestyle business and it became an overnight success in a way. But it all started with this little boy who would say no, no to everything. Oh. And he he was saying no, no, because he had allergies and celiac. He's autistic. He also had an oral underdevelopment, what meant that he couldn't chew or swallow very well oh. and who couldn't test or smell food. He wasn't attracted to food, etc. So he was not really eager to eat because it didn't do anything for him. And yet he was malnourished, dehydrated, had a lot of different deficiencies, which shows itself in many different health issues. And I had to really think outside of the box. How can I produce something that it's very small, very pretty, every bite had to matter because there was a window of opportunity that, you know, if he was willing to participate with me this is where the autism comes and actually take something on and if it doesn't test well or doesn't appear to him well he will immediately create a aversion for trying anything that I propose so I had to kind of get right from the beginning and because I have a history of cancer and I, um, I took a part in um, trial medical trial using functional foods for the treatment of cancer 
So I already had a, a wealth of experience in nutrition and what's in plants, phytochemicals, all the different functional compounds and how when they're instructed, I have a really high potency. So you can see where the functional food company name came from. And I started using them and locking them in chocolate, which is natural preservative. And I very much thought about how can I use chocolate to bind the ingredients of what I want him to eat as opposed to I'm going to be making chocolate that everyone else likes it. Yes. And because they had to be pretty, I had to look into what kind of natural colors I can use, you know, beetroot, raspberry, turmeric, etc. And I had to make them very pretty and texture. So I used some popped amaranth and uh, all sorts of different crunchy seeds and other things that he was able to have. So they had to be very natural and pure because he was so reactive to e-number, shampoo, conditioners, chemicals, and so on. So it had to be particularly pure in every respect. And it worked. Uh, he was immediately attracted to the chocolates, which for your listeners, if you're actually going to go on the website and see what they look like, this is how they were created for my son because he will eat with his eyes and he'd save his life. I study what the astronauts take to space in uh, NASA and uh, how they have a mineral deficiency in space and what kind of compound from nature's has its high potency in calcium and vitamin D, etc. And chocolate allows you to bind uh, water-soluble and oil-soluble vitamins and minerals, which, you know, the, the, the repertoire of vitamins and minerals in form of chocolate became very large. I had a chocolate for his mood and I had a chocolate for his immune health and gut health and all sorts. I then developed a probiotic that stays active in chocolate. Wow. And uh, and obviously sharing it with friends, family, and also some health stores, which I had a very good relationship because I was always looking for ingredients, always looking for something that my son could eat. So the health stores were very experienced and helpful in finding all sorts of different solutions for me. So I went to say thank you to them and I brought the box of the what we call now nonos. And they were like, oh, we have to sell it here. You you know, there's so many customers that are asking for, you know, something for multiply allergens. You know, back then you would have something gluten-free that was horrible. You hardly could get anything dairy-free. Veganism was kind of creeping in, but it was more hippie thing from the 70s. I was vegan at the time anyway. And so, so it just became this, you must do that to actually take this off the ground. I met a, a woman who fell in love with my dog. Oh, and uh, she was borrowing a dog uh, oh, yes. because because she she didn't want to buy a dog for her children. She wanted them to practice having dog to see if they really can look after her. My dog's name was Coco and she was the autism assistant dog. She helped my son with everything, walking, talking, interacting. Wow. You, you know, one of the things that we've never imagined dogs can teach you, he, you know, she taught my son. So she was the absolute angel for us. And then she also, because of her, I was introduced to a, a lady who had this immense desire to support women who are restricted by being parent but women who have talent and skills and ability to create something incredible. And she invested in me. And obviously to pay tribute to our lovely Coco, we name 
the company Nono Coco because mm. it happened because of Ethan and his his autism assistant dog and that's kind of the story in the shortest possible way but that is so beautiful and that inspired a whole it's not just chocolates but it's a whole social enterprise company because you do give people opportunities to work you give employment opportunities to people with autism as well don't you yes and I suppose uh, so this is the nature of a business that evolves organically so I set up from a home kitchen I thought I've been given this incredible opportunity as a single mom to have a purpose and work so I offer a work for single moms who had to work around their childcare etc and we were like a, a table of you know, support group, making chocolate, but actually sharing each other's problem. It was like social prescribing in a making that just evolved naturally. But when came half term and my son was of school and he just wanted to be part of it, he he was dressed to go out with the carer. But when he saw what's going on in a production, he was like, I am so staying in. And he put on the gear and he felt special. He was part of this very grown up experience, actually making things that other people enjoy and being part of the team he's so socially driven and I thought "Mm, he was 10 (laughs) Uh, if he can do it imagine Mm. what adults with autism can do the light bulb moment and no-brainer like I so have a choice who I want to recruit now I don't have to listen to anybody and I had this experience of working with people with autism anyway because um, of my history Um, doing therapy for autistic people so uh, it it was natural progression and no looking back it's give give yes so I give them work opportunity but they teach me so much they teach me so much about how I can plan future for my son what can I uh, do to make the workplace a better place but also you know sometimes we also talk about how my son could potentially feel or or experience the world because he's nonverbal. And it it has given me this amazing uh, knowledge and window into my own son's mind potentially. And and there are things that we do together that validate that I very often um, guess him right, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. And on that note, actually, what do you think still needs to be done maybe more on a societal basis so that we really understand autism and neurodiversity and opportunity and inclusion Mm -hmm. so much better. You know, funny you ask that because I literally just finished work with one of my 45-year-old, uh, an autistic employee who, you know, she's fantastic. And I, I asked her, look, how do you feel about if we <clears throat> spend every Wednesday making a short video in preparation for the Autism Awareness Month, uh, where you're going to tell us what you wish people knew about autism. Wow. And I'm not going to tell you what she said, because um, <laughs> uh, that's in editing now. But what stands out really, really um, very much over the last decade, actually more than decades, because I, I uh, work in psychiatric unit back in the days when I was doing our therapy with mm-hmm. adults with autism who, you know, 30 years ago, they were institutionalized. I learned that the assumption throughout all those years is that people with autism are antisocial. And I have never, ever experienced anything but mm. my son's learning style it's social 
he would not work for chocolate or computer game. He will work for your smile, for uh, you noticing him, for you liking him, for you being happy. And all of my autistic employees are the same. They really want people. They want to relate. They want to be part of something. They are just so petrify of the social interaction that they feel like they do or say the wrong thing they come too close they they're so excited for someone liking them that they you know hug them for too long and those sort of things but I've never ever met more loving kind individuals like the one on the spectrum and that is no different to the rest of us Mm. it's just a different form of communicating and possibly a different form of reinforcement Stay with us because I'd like to ask you a little bit more about what you would have liked to have learned as a parent when your son first got your diagnosis, as well as how to find out more and buy your chocolates. I'm speaking with Alessandra Bester, who is the founder of the functional food company and No No Coco, who specializes in creating chocolates with antioxidants, with all sorts of things that are really, really good for us, that are vegan, that are gluten-free, that are really suitable for elimination diets, for allergies, and for people who have extremely picky appetites. What do you wish perhaps people had explained to you when you were first receiving the diagnosis for your son? I know you've got a background of working in psychiatric care it's not quite the same so different when it's your own child absolutely this answer it's very easy because when my son was diagnosed I set up a charity and I was um, supporting other parents to go through the diagnostic process which can be a lonely place Mm. and uh, very confusing and professionals are kind of detached and and asked to be Uh, very formal and this is the time where you actually wish you had a friend who knew the life ahead of you not the right now so I always remind people who are starting on the journey of uh, you know having their child uh, assessed for autism it's that it is a developmental delay Mm -hmm. because when you hear the autism spectrum disorder it's like a dead sentence this is a you know he's going to be autistic for life Mm -hmm. and and that's in people's mind means the way he's right now that's how he's always going to be in practice this wonderful and exciting thing about the autistic brain it's that it develops at different parts at different times so you will have someone who is extremely math oriented but can put on their own pens and you have someone who's got such a fine motor skills but their preperception and special awareness it's so important however as years progress they catch up and and so when you think of it it's a delay that that allows you to as your mind is hearing that it gives you a hope it's a delay that means coming and mm. hope it's everything because hope uh, induces action and provokes planning and uh, um, means you acquire information and then you look for solution and then you practice. Yeah. So my son's test buds didn't magically appear after a few years. Yeah. You know, I stimulate the area of his face so that his brain registered that there is this whole thing going on there you know ice cubes with lemon locked in brushing teeth tickling tongue giving him all sorts of different flavors and temperatures and spices 
And now he's a master tester to the point where if a chocolate does not go past the nona boy, it's not going to end up in a box. Wow. With food preferences in particular. Now, I know your son had a, a specific amount of not only food preferences, but allergies. What other common food preferences or perhaps eliminations do you need that you've been able to account for in the production of your chocolates? Uh, it's not just in production of uh, of chocolate. I actually specialize in autism and nutrition. And I spoke at the Brunel University Autism Expo specifically on that because as I was studying uh, my son, I've also learned that there were so many other children that were severely affected. And uh, diet and nutrition, even a decade ago, was such a taboo subject. You know, people t- hearing about leaky gut, thinking it's some kind of, uh, you know, voodoo rather than a real science, where now we know very, very well uh, gut, it's a neurology. Uh, gut and brain, it's a neurological system together with the nerve system. And children with autism have a neurological condition, which means it affects the whole neurology. And that uh, includes, you know, how they metabolize medication, which is something I've learned when my son was diagnosed with bipolar, that he actually had a paradox effect to come on medication that could be used and cause him a further distress rather than support him. And it was really, really tricky to solve. But wh- when we are talking about a general autism community, there is this sort of 80-20 percentage. Uh, the 80% it's plain food, carbs, filling up their bellies, needing to eat a lot, being overweight, having sugar craving and having sugar unbalance. Mm. And then you have the 20%, which are the extreme picky eaters, the sensitive to feeling full, Mm. having trouble swallowing, et cetera, et cetera. And for both, you have to use a completely different approach. And interestingly enough, after so many years of hiding spoon of oil in my son's pasta, just so he gets enough calorie for the day, now I have to retract (laughs) and uh, mix uh, beef with kidney beans to make his meatballs to cheat on him and reduce calorie because when he hit a puberty, he started really eating like a horse. Eating carbs, craving carbs, it's not just the autism thing. And I I suppose that's what I really wanted to stress at my presentation there, which by the way, we can post a link to the YouTube video. So if anyone is interested, they can watch it in full. So many parents, again, believe that, oh, my child has this preference and that's how it's going to be. He's rigid, it's autism. And every specialist who work with people on the spectrum will tell you that the carb craving, it's not an autistic preference. It's a yeast of a growth that can be easily uh, cured. And after that, you can introduce range of food and balance their diet. And, uh, and I'm actually make it really stable, which brings me into something I completely forgot about it. But when I set up a functional food company, I thought, wouldn't be great so I was working with this young man who had a very restricted diet. He will eat pizza every day. And her, the, the mom was like asking me for all sorts of things. And we were, you know, we were storming up idea about putting pea protein in the pizza base. So at least he gets some protein and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if my company in the future could make um, a pizza for him 
that each day had a completely different nutritional value, but he wouldn't necessarily know because he was uh, Asperger, so quite um, independent and Mm -hmm. able to live alone and buy his own food. And because he could buy his own food, he would just buy margarita pizza. But now if he could have a margarita looking look-alike pizza with different nutrients every day that throughout the week he will have the whole balanced nutrition then he wouldn't have all the health problems he's having you never know yes I think this is absolutely wonderful it's so exciting and so for all our listeners who are hopefully now really inspired to come buy your chocolates read more about your blog and of course watch your video I will post that link how can we get hold of you how can we visit your site if you're really lazy, you can just Google no, no chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, on Twitter and Instagram at no, no coco UK. And uh, the website, it's no, no hyphen coco.com. And that's C-O-C-O-A. And my podcast, it's no, no limits. We have uh, free from February, which is a month for everyone who has to eat free from for whatever reason. So we also discount a product for people who have to eat differently to be able to try and enjoy or try before they buy. Because if you have allergies, you do have to spend a lot of money on things you might not necessarily like. So, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today, Alessandra. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And that's all we have time for. But if you'd like to find out more, do go to my website, which is www.draudreyt.com and check out my articles, which give you practical tools to live your best life. Or you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Dr. Audrey Tang, Tools to Thrive.